Welcome everybody on into the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin, here with P. Smitty and Chris McGuire. No Connor Green. Um, yeah, how you fellas doing? Uh, we are less than a week away to the coveted Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, this is, you know, the game of the year, as they say. That's what I've heard. So, uh, yeah. Really excited for the commercials. Not going to lie to you. That's like really all that I watched Super Bowl for. I don't really know how football works. but I will say, not. I mean, I get that people just don't care about sports, which is fine. But I do hate the, the, the people that do make it their personality where they show up to a Super Bowl <laughs> party and have to let everyone know they're only here for the commercials and they say like <laughs> sports ball and like go team and, you know, kick a home run and shit like that. Like that's so it's so cringy to me and I hate it. I love <laughs> the so, attention. Uh, I mean, but, I, anyway, I mean, Jushmini and I have been at Super Bowl parties where we've legitimately been like shushed because we're talking during the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's just like. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, what? No, I, I for one, am drinking. Yeah, I for one are drunk and excited. Commercials suck these days I, anyway, to be honest. You, you think you're going to get me off of like a few beers to shut up about the game? No, 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 no. You shut up. <laughs> you shut up. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, it is a bittersweet day because, you know, obviously it's the biggest game of the year. It's what everyone, every team chases every single season. But then again, it is our last week of oh. football for another eight months, seven months. Wait. But then we enter draft coverage and I'm so fucking pumped because Dude, this we, is... I get to this... get disappointed another year in a row. <laughs> this is... This is my time of the year, you know, nowadays, because the Giants haven't been good for so long. And this is this is where the hope comes back. You this know, is where the, yeah, it comes full circle. Comes uh, back. See, OK, to be fair, you're in a better spot than you were recently, because at least like with Joe Judge, it was kind of apparent off rip that he was going to be a shitty coach. But you kind of yeah. just had to, like, give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, we don't know. But like he was giving really shitty press conferences and yada, yada. But now it's like you actually have guys that you like and wanted. Um, yeah. And uh, so it's, it's a different time. Let's yeah. see different how the Giants fuck this one up. Um, but given that, it could be even a harder fall if it doesn't work out. So yeah, I yeah yeah maybe maybe I maybe I stop watching sports overall. <laughs> work out. I'm I'm almost at that point. Not watching, <laughs> stop watching sports, but I am this close to abandoning my fandom for the Panthers. Not actually, but. It's, I just, I don't, anyways, this is, this is not the Panthers week. The actually good teams. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to, or, or let's talk about the well, new head coach hiring. Actually, real quick. Yeah. We're not actually going to talk about good teams off the bat. Um, we're going to talk about some not so great teams. Uh, so four coaches that we haven't talked about since our last episode, um, have been hired, um, rounding out the end of the head coaching hirings. So uh, we have Kevin O'Connell being hired to the Vikings. He was the former OC for the Rams. Um, we have Lovey Smith um, being hired as the head coach of the Texans, former what head coach of the Buccaneers. That was his last big role. Um, 
Well, he was the he was the head coach at the University of Illinois. Right, but before uh, that in the NFL, they he were, was head coach of the Bucks. Yeah, before that, I mean, well, I mean, he was the defensive coordinator for the Texans last week, uh, last year. So uh, he's yeah. got okay. But you know, um, and then Mike McDaniel was hired as the head coach, um, to, for the Dolphins. That dude looks just like logic. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then Dennis Allen was hired, uh, promoted really to be the head coach of the Saints from defensive coordinator. So, um. Which of these do you guys like? We have two offensive guys, two defensive guys. Um, do we, are we just going to, I mean, you know, uh, typically we, I think we all have the same idea that like we want offensive minded guys um, and the defensive minded guys like, eh, what, what do you guys think? Is, does it follow that trend? Like, do we like both the offensive guys and dislike the defensive guys? Like, what do you guys think? So when I love Mike McDaniel, uh, I, I, He's worked. There's only one assistant that has worked with Kyle Shanahan at every single stop he's been at in the NFL, and that's Mike McDaniel. So if if he's even a fraction of the play caller that Kyle Shanahan is, mixed with maybe a little bit more aggressiveness on fourth downs, we're talking about a real fucking catch here. And I'm super excited because like, I think that with Mike McDaniel, we at least get to see a better picture of what Tua is as an NFL quarterback. Like, is he is he the guy with like, you know, like is he just this RPO quarterback that's like entirely dependent upon that game, or like can he actually turn into like something that maybe we can see like as a franchise quarterback? But that's my guy in terms well, of that. That and I feel like also even if he's not the guy. Uh, maybe he can fill a Jimmy G role where, you yeah. know, he is at least capable enough like Jimmy G of getting your team to the NFC championship to the Super Bowl. You might even win one with him if you get a few good breaks um, and your scheme is good enough around him and your pieces are good enough around him. So, yeah, I agree. The Dolphins roster is not fully there yet. Their offensive line still needs all the work yeah. in the world. Um, but especially uh, if he could then use the run heavy scheme from, you know, from Shanahan's offense, like it's not quite the situation that they have in uh, San Francisco. But anyways, I do like the hire. Honestly, they got the weapons. Like maybe they don't necessarily have like a like Debo or anything like that. But like Jalen Waddle, I mean, he had, he just he's coming off a hundred catches in his rookie year. Like Devontae Parker is a hell of a two. Mike Jacecki, if they like re-sign him, like they've got playmakers there. They just need. They just need some sort of semblance of an offensive line. But, yeah, he's he's definitely my favorite. Uh, but, you know, Peace even though I'm not a two guy. Who, who out of these guys uh, are you the most excited for uh, going into next year? Uh, most excited? Yeah, I would agree with the Dolphins. Um, I do want to say, touch on the opposite of that in terms of most question mark is the, the Lovey Smith hire. And it's just more of like, like, what are the Texans going for? Like, what is their what's their end game here? I, I almost feel like it's just another scenario of like, hey, take the job, do what you can. You'll probably get three or four wins. We'll get another good draft pick. We'll find somebody better next year because there was no one to be like this year. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. It's just got to be really rough to be on that in on that team, rooting for that team. I don't know. I just, I just don't see a positive end insight what what's weird is is that 
so uh, Pishmini and I were we were you know we were doing incredible on the golfing range by the way we were we were incredible on Sunday uh you know I I I I went for my I scored a 80 he scored a 79 you know he slightly edged me out it's fine but um no we were really bad but uh we were talking about it while we were golfing because like the news came out that the that the finalist was uh Brian Flores and uh Josh McCown so like between those two it's literally it's between Brian Flores man who's suing the nfl and you know there's like you can let that process play out there's i i I mean he's got a very very good argument concerning the lack of diversity in the nfl and some of the shit that apparently went down in miami i'm not going to dive too much into that but diver him who has gotten miami to their first consecutive winning season since like 2003 or a guy in Josh McCown who his high coaching experience being an assistant coach in high school. So I think word kind of got out that like it was probably going to be Josh McCown. And then they hired Lovey Smith as a panic move because they knew how bad it would have looked if the Texans hired him over like Brian Flores. So they just promoted their defensive coordinator, Lovey Smith, who, I mean, Lovey Smith's not really all that great. I mean, he's, he's he was a bad head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was really bad coach with Illinois when he was their head coach in college. Like, this is just like like Peach when he said like this is kind of like last year with David Coley, where it's like why the fuck are you hiring like a sixty five year old first time head coach? And we're kind of like back to square one, just like what the fuck are you guys doing? Why wouldn't you just keep David Coley? Exactly. It just it just feels like you're just and also like basically especially with like the contract situation that came out that Shefty tweeted out, I think like two weeks ago, where his contract wasn't even guaranteed. Like they they literally signed it preparing to fire him. So like what like if it's not guaranteed, why not just keep him on another year if you're just I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um so Kevin O'Connell, I don't really have a whole lot of opinions about. I mean, like he's the Rams OC, so like you know, I don't. He probably, I don't really know a lot about him. Obviously, the Rams offense has been pretty good, but with him and like Mike McDaniel, it's like it's kind of hard to differentiate between. And like, I feel like that kind of it's also the Eric Bieniemy thing, where you know how much of the play calling and the off- offensive success can you assign to the OC versus this, you know, versus Andy Reid or you know Sean McVay or you know Shanahan. Where is the Where's it coming from? Um, so I don't really have a lot of things on McConnell. I feel like, I mean, it's it's offensive-minded guy. I mean, like, he obviously has seen success. He's worked with uh, McVay. So um, I don't mind the hire. Now, Dennis Allen. Um, well, well, just just a quick touch-up on O'Connell, like, just really quick. I yeah. See, what gets me about O'Connell, and – it's not like he's really been under McVay very long. Like he's only been the OC there for two years. And prior to that, he was the offensive coordinator for the Washington football team in 2019. Oh, sorry, the Commanders. Sorry, just Washington Commanders. Sorry, this is the first week that they've been there to Commanders. A little sl- slip up there. I didn't say the R word, though, so that's good. Not, not good. the Washington R words. Um, and then I... He doesn't really have much like experience under McVeigh. It's only two years that he's been there, so it's kind of it's kind of bewildering to me that like 
a guy like O'Connell who has only really had two years of success under like with McVeigh got a head coaching gig over like a Bienemy who Bienemy called plays this year. Like uh, Andy Reid came out and he said that like Bienemy called plays. So I don't know. It's just it's very weird. I don't I don't really get it. I I mean no no disrespect towards O'Connell at all. And maybe he's a very very intelligent guy and he just knocked his interviews out of the park. But I don't know. It's just kind of kind of weird. I I just thought it was weird that a guy who doesn't call plays and has only been OC for two years just got the job. I don't know. Odd, but back to Dennis Allen. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Uh, so Dennis Allen, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I get that like the defense has been good recently for the saints and you know, that's fine. It's just, you, you've gone for, you know, so many years with Sean Payton and Drew Brees and having like one of the highest powered offenses, the most efficient offenses in the NFL for what 15 years whenever Drew Brees came in to well, when did he come to the to the Saints like 2004 five yeah I think 2000 uh 2005 was their first season yeah I'm pretty sure um uh, maybe been to yeah I don't know I don't know when he left uh San Diego but um anyway like you, you go from that Sean Payton to Drew Brees and then within you know Drew Brees retires you see a season without him uh it was kind of rough you know obviously Jameis got his you know he tore his acl and was out with the year but then it's then you lose sean payton who's been like the the other gear in the in the office of success for that you know for so long and then you, you promote your defensive coordinator who like you know he has already been a coach in the nfl you know granted you know like chris was saying well you, were, you said it before the podcast was started but he didn't have a lot to work with uh in in oakland but it's like still though like I, I don't know it it's not an exciting hire to me at all it's just kind of like ugh. and it, again like I, I i'm going from a guy who's been like one of the best head coaches in the nfl you know granted i despise him um being in my division for that long and i'm not too sad that he's leaving um but then, and then you go to a defensive minded guy i just feel like it's it's just i would be kind of sad if i was a, a do you think fan. they're gonna slash the team and that's kind of an indication of that or are they really just yeah. trying to go all in again I don't with no quarterback yeah that's that's what i was gonna say i think it, like to a much 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 lesser degree i kind of see this like similarly and i could be entirely wrong here because like we have a year of evidence with the texans as opposed to like the saints are like kind of just starting over i think this is like kind of like the Texans, they're, like they're completely starting over. Like they, I think they know they're going to lose this next year. They're going to have to like really reset with the cap. Uh, I don't think they're going to fire Dennis Allen after a year, but I don't, I don't think they wanted to reset after hiring like a new coach that they truly believe in, and then like having that like clock start because if you, you know, you start like two losing seasons in a row, your name's already getting getting called out. Like you're getting called to get fired by a lot of people three years in a row of losing, like you're probably gone. So like imagine hiring the enemy. They have like a shit year this year. And then like next year, they inevitably have a shit year. And then like the enemy's name is getting called. So yeah, I don't want to set the team up to where when they get a coach that they feel really good about, he'll have a chance. Yeah, exactly. But who knows? Maybe they just, maybe they do just believe in Dennis Allen. I, I have no idea. 
but definitely like not an exciting hire whatsoever. Like what Gavin said. Yeah. I just, you know, um, okay. Well that wraps up the head coaching gigs. Um, I guess we'll just dive into the Super Bowl here. So, um, uh, Gavin, you're missing like the biggest part of the show. Are you kidding me? Um, the Pro Bowl. What? What'd you the say? The Pro Bowl. No. The recap. Yeah. That's, like what this episode is for. Yeah, I don't even know the final score. The AFC won like fucking forty, whatever to thirty, whatever. Um, <laughs> and Mac Jones hit the gritty. Like, uh, I mean. And Juice got a touchdown. Don't forget Kyle Juszczyk. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Uh, NFL cool. Hall of Famer Kyle Juice Juszczyk got a touchdown, and that's all that matters. I am sad that he probably won't make it to the Hall of Fame. You know? You, you know, shut the fuck up. No, dude. Like you, <laughs> Maybe you, they have a fullback's uh, Hall of Fame that we don't okay, know. Well, I will say this. If Ray Guy, a punter from like the fucking 80s, can make it into the, into the Hall of Fame, Maybe in like 40 years, Jews can make it in when they've run out of people to give it to. I love Juice, but it's a fullback and it's hard to kind of every single year you have like Steve Smith and like fucking Nathaniel. Like, I don't know. You have like guys like that going in every single year. It's like trying to shove in Kyle Juice check. <laughs> it's going to be kind of difficult. Well, you know what? I, and how do you even like compare his stats like to relative anything? Yeah, like you're gonna like they're gonna make a graphic. It's like Kyle Juszczyk, like sick Kyle, blocker. You know, it's like I, don't, I mean, Kyle Juszczyk, six-time Pro Bowler. Steve Smith, five-time Pro Bowler. Check fucking me. There's two people that like fully play Juice's position. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like everyone else is like a backup tight end or like a tackle that plays fullback. <laughs> anyways, anyways, who gives a fuck about the Pro Bowl? Um, yeah. Uh, so Super Bowl, Rams, Bengals. Rams are a four point favorite here at home. Um. Yeah, uh, this is now what the second year in a row that the there's been home field advantage in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Do you guys know what it is next year? Any idea? Uh, Arizona. Wow, Cardinals making a run, huh? <laughs> prediction. Mm-hmm. Beach making a prediction. Arizona's <laughs> going to the Super Bowl next year. I don't know. Kyler Murray unfollowed them on Instagram. Oh yeah, I guess I guess we could have talked about that. I mean, that, that <laughs> it's that, not that, even a story. It's a non-story. It, it really so. is. It really is. Just to, just to quickly touch up on it. It is so fucking stupid how many people like just like follow like like who like who's checking in on these like Instagram. Yeah, who logs on to Kyler Murray's account every day and says, "Nope, still following the Cardinals." Oh, still following yeah. the Cardinals, and then one day he said, oh, "He's not following the Cardinals." Like this is like this is like okay. He just finished his third year. What are you eligible for after your third year? Contract extension. Like this is him playing his way into trying to get a new contract extension. And I saw a report today from someone. I don't know how accurate it is. I don't know who it was. So maybe it's not. But apparently he wants like $55 million per year. So I'm, so if that's the fucking case, then I'm assuming that the contract negotiations have not been going well. And he probably just unfollowed them as like, you know, a marketing ploy. 
to try and get him a contract extension. Anyway, like it's it's stupid. Like anybody making it out to be a big deal is just crazy. He's not going anywhere. And yeah, fifty five million a year. That's nuts. There's got to be no, a that, that is fucking nuts. Eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Mahomes is making fifty million a year, so I guess yeah, he wants like, like Mahomes he, money. But it's not but like he's playing better than Mahomes. He's not Mahomes. No, he's not. No, he's not, he's like, not he was at least playing at the same level of his or similar to the level of him, but now you're trying to one up him and you're playing like two tiers beneath him. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for like players like trying to like get as much as they can possibly get, but I I, I think there does come a point where it's just like, oh, man, do you, do you do you really have to be the highest paid? You know, like like. And my like, thing is too like. I feel like a lot of the players really pride themselves on like that tag, and like a week later, then it's gone because someone else is the fucking highest paid. I mean, Derek Carr was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at one time. So was Jimmy G. So was Matt Stafford. So was Joe Flacco. Is like is is Kyler Murray really gonna be upset about getting like forty eight million dollars a year as opposed to like Mahomes fifty million? Yeah, like like that's that's kind of insane (laughs) to me. Like like. Like granted, like good for you for trying to get the bag, but if like you're if you're like getting upset because it's like a two million dollar difference between you and the guy ahead of you, when the guy ahead of you has clearly earned it, like I don't, I don't know what to fucking tell you. But you know, anyway, sorry. Let's get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. So Rams are four point favorites here at home, again in LoFi Stadium. So, um. I guess we'll talk about like who you guys are taking um, here against the spread. Who do you think is going to win? Um, Should we do like and... keys to the game? Like go through like each team first? Yeah, I think what like what what are the keys to the game, including like a matchup? I think obviously the matchup that everyone's looking for. Uh, there's actually a couple, and I'll name like the couple at least that I know of, and like if you guys want to talk about them, if you have your own, whatever. So um, the obvious one is Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase. That's you know. That's going to be what everyone's looking towards. You know, it's going to be probably maybe a little scrappy. I don't know. Um, But also, like, Joe Burrow is going to have to sit behind that O-line and try to not get murdered on every single play by not only Aaron Donald, but also Von Miller, who's having a hell of a playoff run. And he's – we all – I don't want to talk about what happened last time Von Miller was in the Super Bowl. Please – for the love of God, just don't bring it up. Um, so you brought it up. I brought it up, but I don't. I didn't say what happened. I figured one of y'all would say it, so I just want to get it out there. Um, but yeah, the Rams on both sides of the ball are much better in the trenches. They have a better O line. You know, they run block, they pass block, they run defend, they pass rush better than the Bengals. Um, their just roster is just better. Uh, it just comes down to. Can Joe Burrow outperform that? And well, not only him, but you know, Jamar Chase and the Bengals defense isn't bad either. I mean, they've played, you know, if we've alluded to during the season, they've they've played above their means. And, you know, can they can they do that again this week? And you know, so um anyways, what do you do you guys what do you guys think about those those matchups and like what are other ones that you guys have noticed that you know maybe I didn't mention? So I, I actually think the Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase matchups like kind of interesting because like, like Ramsey doesn't like trail receivers necessarily like like this year like you, you like you might be shocked to know like Jalen Ramsey 
played only 52.5% of his snaps on the outside. And like that's that's where Jamar Chase like lives. Like he's an outside receiver. Like I don't like and you know, Jalen Ramsey, like it's not necessarily that they're they're like, oh, you know, like they're like all these receivers are getting moved around from inside outside and Jalen Ramsey's following them. No, like he like he legitimately played like a ton of just slot corner just because like the Rams just wanted to move him move him around, which is very interesting. So like what what one of my keys for the Bengals to win is like taking advantage of that matchup. So like for like Jalen Ramsey, if he's getting moved to the inside and Jay, and Jamar Chase is going against like Darius Williams, like take as much opportunity as you have to get Jamar Chase the ball as possible. Because if you're going to move Jalen Ramsey away from him, like Jalen Ramsey's best corner in football, and if Darius Williams is covering Jamar Chase, like that's the connection that really needs to happen this week. Like it's not like it's either going to be. Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, like one of those two guys really needs to step up. I was J- gonna say, Jim- like, not only like if Jalen Ramsey's on Jamar Chase, like T. Higgins is also shown he can go nuclear at any given point. And then they have Tyler Boyd and like at the three, who is like a pretty good, like, he's a hell of a slot. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that you know it's it is gonna be interesting seeing where they put Jalen Ramsey if they'll just have him if they'll have him only line up on Jamar Chase and then like just hope T Higgins doesn't go off or if they'll just put Jalen Ramsey like and have him cover one like half of the field and just you know whatever. if I'm the Rams the Richard Sherman treatment if I'm the Rams I'm not putting Jalen Ramsey in the slot one time this game because like let's let's be real here like it Tyler Boyd isn't beating the Rams no like, he's, no no, he, no he's not no, no. Like if T Higgins or J- uh, Jamar Chase has a huge game this week, like that's how they're gonna win. Tyler, like you can live with Tyler Boyd going for like ten for a hundred. You can't live with like Jamar Chase going for like seven for one fifty and like two scores. Yeah. Peace, Penny. What you thinking? Um, I kind of think the game is gonna be more relying on in the trenches, like you said earlier. Like, sure, like it's a fun matchup to talk about the corners with the receivers and how great versus great or best versus best. And it's definitely fun to watch and all, but I'm like you said, on both sides of the ball, both offensively and defensively, like the Rams as of right now, at least on paper and how they've been playing the playoffs are going to dominate. Like, I don't even know how much the Rams are really going to need to throw that much other than, you know, third and long or crucial plays and such. Like, I just feel like they have a shot at running all over the Bengals and, and getting five, six, a, a carry and, Matt Stafford making and it, I think that works perfect to Matt Stafford because he's not going to have like he's had the last few weeks or so, you know, one or two plays where it's like, oh my God, Stafford, what are you doing? Just one of those dumb plays because he might not have to throw that much at all. I don't know. I and I I think Joe Burrow's really going to be tested here. He I mean he did well against the Chiefs in terms of you know, at least in the second half getting out and making play. First couple times he's done on like a third and long and he's run for it and scrambled for yards. And that was crucial and he will need to do that again. But no, that's, that's where I think it's all going to come down to. Big time, the, the Rams pass rush and uh, run stop ability. Uh, yeah, I think like both trenches really. Like we're talking about like, for one, Matthew Stafford. I, I, I do think he's going to have to pass in this game just because like, for some reason, the Rams just keep putting it in like Cam Akers' hands, and he's just Cam Akers. I don't think he's well, really. Well, Cam Akers and fucking fumble two times like he did last week. Last time, yeah, like, they might not have a chance to come back. <laughs> Chris, but, how you but, feel you about know, your dynasty pick? 
but <laughs> well, I mean, he's just not healthy right now, you know. Like he's he's averaging like two yards per carry these playoffs. So I don't like even without it's the fumbles. Great, it's a great story and all that. Oh, he came back from Achilles like faster than anyone ever. But it's like, dude, fucking start Sony Michelle. Like, he's been playing good all year. Sony <laughs> Michelle did fine. I, like and you know it, it, it. Yeah, it's weird. But, uh, but you know, like in terms of like Matthew Stafford and like how easy he has it, like there's only three quarterbacks in the league who were pressured less than Matthew Stafford was this year. Like, and then we're talking like on the flip side where Joe Burrow, not only, uh, not only does he have like the 25th ranked pass blocking unit in the NFL, but he takes a shit ton of sacks. Like he He's was sacked more than any other quarterback. Yeah, he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. And I don't think you're going to be able to I don't think you're gonna be able to take many sacks against Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and then be able to convert somebody's second, third, and long. And I think, and I hope this isn't gonna be the case, but Zach Taylor, I think he's gonna try and defeat that by running the ball on first downs every fucking play like it, this we last literally saw it. We just saw last it. it's so painful dude last game they ran on 60 percent of first downs this past game and 20, honestly that that was lower than the wife i was gonna be dude 21 so 16 of 21 joe mixon carries came on first and 10 why like you are not going to win this game unless you let joe cook and it is and not mixing. Uh, like, and this is what fucking gets me. This is what gets me because I put my I put my fork in them, and I feel like it was a I feel like it was the right decision. The process was sound. The result just wasn't there. Zach Taylor is just like getting shades of like a Pete Carroll Russell Wilson situation where he just will not let Russell Wilson throw the ball into important plays and just runs the ball for absolutely no reason. It is fucking insane, and and you know it's it's gonna be it, it, it. To get back to the trenches though, like the Rams, especially at this postseason, like during the regular season, they were the highest graded passing rushing uh, pass rushing unit. Uh, like Aaron Donald had twelve and a half sacks, uh, Leonard Floyd had nine and a half sacks, Von Miller, and just like just with the Rams, he had five sacks. Like we're like talking about guys that. Are like really, really good at rushing the passer, and they've gotten pressured this postseason on thirty-five percent of snaps, and they've averaged twenty-plus snap uh, pressures per unit uh, as a unit per game. So we're talking about offensive lines, but are doing that. That were the Bucks, great offensive line, Forty Nineers, great offensive line, Cardinals. All right, or you know, more comparable to the Bengals, but much still a lot better than the Bengals. And we're talking to Bengals here, who have such a shit offensive line. Like this isn't. I don't want to like overrate the like offensive line play because you know, I mean, they obviously got to the Super Bowl with this offensive line, but yet again, like this is. I would say the Rams overall are probably the best rostered team. Not not in, like not talking quarterbacks and like how important they are. Take the quarterbacks out of the roster. This this Rams team is probably the best roster of any Super Bowl roster in the past like five years. They this 
is going to be such a mismatch roster wise. And it's really going to be on Joe Burrow to not take sacks and for him to just lead them with his right arm. Like this is like, this is, this is going to be, this has, this is going to be his game that he has to win by himself, I believe. Yeah. It, no, for real. I mean, because we saw, I mean, the Titans game, like the Titans don't have like a, a, a monster defense by any means. And the dude no. took, he fucking got sacked eight or nine times, like, and still won somehow. But the Rams, like, it, it, so the Chiefs don't really have that much of a pass rush. Obviously, they have Chris Jones and they have Frank Clark, who, um, but it's way different when you're talking about Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. Like, it's just, I mean, not only that, you have Jalen Ramsey and like the rest of the defense is still also really good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. It's going to have to be a Joe Shiesty day. Like, and it's it's the offense of the Bengals is going to have to just overcome so much and match up with the Rams uh, offense and just hope you get like a couple Matt Stafford gifts, um, you know, and actually capitalize it like the Niners couldn't. Um, and. Eli just, Apple has to actually fucking catch a ball. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. Yeah. And I agree that this is going to be a lot on Joe Burrow's shoulders and it's going to be a really tough uphill battle, but I also didn't think he would make it this far. I didn't think there was a chance he'd be, well, and it's not, not, not a chance because they had done it already, but I didn't think it was going to be the chiefs in the AFC championship in Arrowhead, but he did, even though they ran the ball fucking 16 times on first and 10 like this dude has overcome so much and uh, i don't know i mean i can't count him out no matter like how much it's it does look like there's no reason why i would you know pick the Bengals over the rams now i guess yeah speaking of that what are you are from the sounds of it you guys are both picking the rams to cover the four, uh, I, it's a, I am. it's a really critical number there. I mean, the four points versus the three, like in a Super Bowl. I think it could be a couple points more, and I would still take them. Um, I don't know. I just I, Joe Burrow played a great half of football last week, and I don't. He will have to play an even better full game of football, and I don't. I don't know if the Bengals have that in them. Yeah, I mean, without the Mahomes collapse, yeah, know, it's like they don't win the game. So I'm gonna I take just, the Rams, and I feel pretty good about it, to be honest. I hate to be that guy, but fuck them, fuck them Bengals. <laughs> I I honestly forget that you're a <laughs> Bengals hater. The thing is, it's not even like he was. I don't know, like he was never really a Bengals hater. It's just like he kind of has to hate them now. Because there was nothing to hate. Yeah. You know? other, other than the fact that it was a bunch of freaking scumbag Vontaze Perfects well, and such two on the team. Scumbags. But, yeah. two. It was Pac-Man Jones and Vontaze Perfect. But... No, but yeah. I... In terms of spread, like, I just... You know... This is for... Yeah, well, actually, I've, I've already clinched first place, by the way. Uh, you know, no big deal. 149, 133-2. Uh, Peach Mini, you were admirable competition. Uh, you know, 147, 135-2. It's cool. Gavin. 
Gavin, 143, 139-2. and You know, the three of us, you know, it's it's only fitting that Connor misses up so he's the only one a losing record. You know, 139, 143-2. Not bad. Not bad. He's not winning money, though. You know? So... Neither are we. Well, shut the fuck up. Well, uh, I mean, wait, hold on. I mean, we might. It depends on, like, how much money we would bet on, you know, each thing. I mean, we, you know... Well, no, no, we would, de- no, we would definitely win money. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I'm 16 games <laughs> over. In, in real life, we're not. Winning. Oh, we're not actually winning money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're, no, no. We're just picking against the spread, which is cool. It's fine. It's cool. North Carolina just legalize it, legalize it. Um, but no, I just, I think this game, as much as it comes down to like Joe Burrow and his shoulder, I think it really comes down to like Zach Taylor versus Sean McVay, and I'm not necessarily. I just. I can't put my confidence in Zach Taylor and I keep bringing up Zach Taylor and I keep saying that like he's going to lose them a game and he really tried to last week, but Mahomes tried, tried more. Mahomes tried to God, lose the game. If the Bengals win this game, Chris, Zach Taylor is going to be praised and you're going to want to kill yourself. But are you, are, are you, are you not concerned at least like about Sean McVay keeping them in the game with like, you know, cause like Shanahan kind of does it too, where they, go up and they could keep the foot on the pedal and then it comes to a fourth and one on the 45 yard they line and they're the punching the shot right there yeah they don't take it no i mean i d- i do agree and that's why i'm going to pick cincinnati with the points but i just i i just think it's kind of tough i think it's just i think joe burrow's back is really just against the wall this game i i don't see how you know like last week, he was able to avoid pass rushers. Like if if he makes Von Miller miss, he's stepping up to the in the pocket to get sacked by Aaron Donald. Like this isn't only like, like we're talking about three pretty re- like really like really really good pass rushers where he's not only going to have to compete and go toe to toe with the Rams offense that was incredible this year, but he's going to have to play a defense that is arguably just as good as their offense. Mm-hmm. And I just think. I don't think Zach Taylor is up for up for that challenge. And I don't think Joe Burrow is going to get the ball out of his hands because that's his one. That's his one real, like really big weakness. He does not get the ball out. He takes way too many sacks. And this is not the week to do that. Uh, And it'll snowball. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of what's going to happen. I think there, I think the Rams are going to get up early. I do think what you said is, is a real concern where the Rams are going to get up and then the Bengals are going to come back. And that's why I think they're going to cover the spread. But I, I kind of have a feeling this might be a little bit of a, might be a little bit of a boring Super Bowl. Um, I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but Cincinnati covers off a back, uh, of a backdoor cover and Rams win. And it's not necessarily like all that close for most of the game. Yeah, I'm conflicted because like I want to pick the I want to pick the Bengals for like the feel good story of it. I mean, like every I think everyone but Steelers fans are rooting for Joe Burrow. Well, everyone but Steelers and Rams fans, I guess, are rooting for the Bengals. It seems like um, Joe Burrow's turned into such an icon. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's hard because like my gut tells me to pick the Rams because they're just such a better team. But I think I'm with the four points. You know, I feel like, yeah, it's, it might be a backdoor cover and they might even win. I mean, obviously, who knows? So, um, 
you know, I'm going to pray for a Matt Stafford pick or two to keep him in the game. A few like weird cowardly McVay punts. Just pray think... for a good game. I hope it's, I'm hoping like, for a good I don't game hope too. it's not a stinker. I really hope it's not. I hope it's not some kind of defensive shutout by the Rams. Yeah. That would suck. That would blow. So. Yeah, I don't want to sound too negative because I, I, I think I hope it's a good game, but I just I just have a feeling it's going to be like, like even if it's close, I just think it's going to be like a lot of like defensive play from like both sides where like Matthew Stafford like makes a few mistakes. Like, I, I, I don't know. I really Scarf don't know. The last well, for how much of a veteran he has, he's never been here before. So. Yeah, I mean, he he had the same turnover where he played percentage as Zach Wilson. Yeah. So, like, like, he's like, he's not, like, this, like, incredibly, like, he's not some, like, incredibly elite quarterback, like some are making out to be. Like, some people are get, are saying that he's a Hall of Famer if they win this game. Mm, no. Just won his first playoff game this year. And it, and it took him having to go to, like, the most, like, the best team, the best roster team in the NFL. Yeah, it took him 13 years. So, yeah, and and they're gonna reference like he's at he's 12th in NFL history in passing yards right now, like at 49,995 yards. But like the guys, like he's passing are like John Elway, like uh, Dan Marino. Uh, they love their longtime stats, man. They really or, yeah, it, you know, it's just it's longevity and like different era stats, and they're gonna like look at him and be like, oh wow, he's top ten, top five in yards, and be like, and they're just gonna say like, oh yeah, total Hall of Famer, Super Bowl ring. I mean, Vinny Testaverde is like fucking top twenty in passing yards, so it's like, and when you play till you're forty, I mean, whatever. I mean, obviously Matt Stafford's not that old yet, and he had a few productive seasons in you know in Detroit. Whatever, but yeah, modern era passing yard volume stats is not how you put someone in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, this this is kind of like why like I'm like I'm like trying to I want to root for OBJ so bad, but like I I am NAD, but I am not ready at all for these Matthew Stafford conversations. If they Matthew Stafford discourse will be painful. It is. Like there, there will be no context whatsoever. All they'll say is, "Wow, Detroit, they really, like, they really almost ruined him." And Matthew Stafford came from the ashes like a, like a, a soaring falcon, and fucking won the Super Bowl for Los Angeles when Jared Goff couldn't, even though he was like he almost did. Yeah, but it's gonna be that, or Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in all of football right now. Oh, yeah, there, will be, there, will, there will be some painful Joe Burrow discourse if he wins too. I think there's yeah. already been that discourse. Like, Joe, like, Joe, like, we're. I don't think it can get much worse. Maybe I'm wrong, but like the Joe Burrow discourse is also really, really asinine. Like, they're literally like they're crowning him like better, like more intelligent than Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes is coming off four straight AFC title games. He's coming off prior to last year two straight Super Bowl appearances. He won a Super Bowl in his fucking second year as a starter. I, I don't I the disrespect towards Patrick Mahomes of late is just fucking crazy. And that's coming from me who is like given Patrick Mahomes his fair share of criticism this year because my expectations of him are so fucking high. But like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. Like I don't I, I don't understand like why people are trying like they're trying so hard to bring him down and I don't get it. Like Burrow's been great for like two seconds. Yeah, and then when you start using terms like 
Joe Burrow's more cerebral. And it's like, all right, what are you really <laughs> saying? What are you really saying here? Just say it. Just say that Joe Burrow's white. Just do it, please. Yeah, it's it it's is just fucking... you're, you're speaking in code. It's stupid. Like all the fucking terms. He's sneaky, athletic. Plays the game the right way. He's but, a student uh, of the I game. Hate that. I hate that. Smart. I hate that. Plays Dude, it the right way. Driving fucking what nuts. What does that mean? Patrick Mahomes has won fucking thirteen games. Like three. Like, shut up. Shut up. Plays the game the right way. Shut up. Anyway. It's not the point. It's not the point of the conversation. Um, so, I guess we all think the Rams are going to win. Chris and I think the Bengals are going to cover. Did Did Connor even fucking send his? Yeah, I, I asked Connor, and Connor thinks Cincinnati, Cincinnati will cover. He did not tell me who was going to win though. Okay, well that's fine. Um, yeah, bro, I'm really lone wolf now here with the Rams for four points. Joe Burr. Fair enough. Can anybody yeah. here roll their tongue? Joe, I, I might be gonna try and do it. <laughs> might be gonna fucking try. Yeah, um, I've embarrassed well, myself enough with the Bengals, so I, I shouldn't even try. I shouldn't even try. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, you you were almost perfect on your forks, but it was. <laughs> I was. I really was. You Joe Burrow me. just kind of good. half. You you did already kind of take the L though. You already admitted it, but I, I know I'm taking L on it. I am. I am. I'm I'm a big person. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Um well this was our last week talking about the NFL while there's still football going on. Um again, bittersweet, but we'll be back. Um I don't know. I don't know about next week. Are we gonna be back next week? Maybe just, we'll talk about yeah, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what happened. Um, yeah. And then once the offseason starts, you know. We'll, we'll, I don't know, we'll probably slow it down. Maybe not every week. Uh, we'll try to, um, but with, there definitely is a dead point where there's just n- nothing to talk about. We don't want to yeah, just make yeah. content for the sake of making it. I mean, if there's stuff yeah. to talk about and we have good ideas, then we'll bring it out. But we don't need to be talking about fucking Kyler Murray unfollowing the Cardinals on Twitter every fucking, <laughs> every week. Like, it's not, that's not something that anyone wants to hear about. No one cares about that. So, um, but as we start to get more into the draft, um, obviously there's going to be plenty of things to talk about. Um, so anyways, yeah, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening through another full season, um, of the smash mouth football podcast That is two years and, you know, we're still going strong. Um, and I still, I still enjoy doing this every week and I don't know about you too, but, um, no, it's, no, it's yeah. great. I, I love, I love this show and I, I'm very appreciative of everybody who gives it a listen and I'm very, very hopeful this game's a fucking Banger, so we have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week um, after Joe Shiesty wins wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, peace. Peace.